Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, April 10th, 5.37 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. Hope you guys had a happy Easter and a nice long weekend. May corn futures down three quarters of a cent at 6.42 and three quarters. May soybeans up two and a quarter at 14.94 and three quarters. May Chicago wheat up five and a quarter at 6.80 and three quarters. May Kansas City wheat up 10 and a quarter at 8.74 and three quarters. May spring wheat up seven and a quarter at 8.79 and a quarter. We're going to start off with U.S. renewable diesel production. The Wall Street Journal uh, running a story about this over the weekend. U.S. production of renewable diesel hit 5 million gallons per day for the first time in January. Annual production tripled between 2019 and 2022, reaching about 1.5 billion gallons. Refining facilities have been upgraded to produce renewable diesel as a result of federal and state incentives. So we know that we've got all these crush plants going up all over the place, either expansion of existing plants or new plants, especially in the western Corn Belt, northwest part of the Corn Belt. This is all to cash in on these government incentives for producing and using renewable diesel. Uh, demand from fuel makers has already increased. Some people would argue it's helped to increase soybean oil prices. Uh, maybe that that's part of it. I think that the uh, Argentina stuff and their weather issues there probably have more to do with it as of late. Uh, the EPA, according to this article, is now worried that the rise in renewable diesel could push food costs higher. I suppose you could make that argument. Um, in June, the agency will release its biomass-based diesel blending mandates through 2025. So the crush expansion continues. If you look at the USDA Ag Outlook Forum numbers and that new crop balance sheet, they're projecting a 4% year-over-year increase in soybean demand via domestic processors during the new crop marketing year, which begins on September 1st. And they'll give us like the real version of that new crop balance sheet in May. Um, so this is a, a big deal, and uh, it's going to result ultimately, I think, in kind of a, a, a change in the demand base for U.S. soybeans. The way it's been for a long time is, you know, about half the soybeans we grow in the United States are exported. About half of them are crushed. Uh, we're going to use more of our beans domestically given this crush expansion. Uh, we're probably going to export less. You've got Brazil increasing production and acreage every single year. Um, they're going to they're not going to shut us out of the export market, but I think we're going to be less of a player as time goes on guys i have the best premium content on the crush expansion um, i did a video with steve nicholson from robo bank late last year this is a must watch video this is i think this is the most popular premium video that i ever did uh, if you guys want to see this one in addition to the video i did with pete meyer about sustainable aviation fuel uh, which is more of a corn ethanol thing go to standardgrain.com sign up this morning this is a 50 dollars per month uh, premium subscription you get a ton of info from me new premium video every single day i will send you over those two videos uh, which are past dated i'll send them over this morning they're they're it's absolute must watch stuff guys let's get to russia uh, i think this is probably why wheat futures are higher this morning russia threatens or has threatened to bypass the u.n brokered grain deal on friday russia threatened to bypass the grain deal unless obstacles to its exports of grain and fertilizers are removed so long story short russia says no more grain deal unless you remove sanctions the West isn't going to remove sanctions. Uh, I don't know if Russia's bluffing or not because they said this last time and they still renewed the grain deal uh, for another 60 days. So I, I think this is probably why we're higher this morning. Although you look at wheat futures and the way that it, that they act, they just don't seem nearly as interested in this story as they once did. Uh, part of that's because Ukraine is just uh, 
exporting less wheat to begin with. I think USDA's most recent uh, projection suggests that Ukraine will account for 8% of all global wheat exports. So I don't know if they think it's it's the end of the world. And Russia says that maybe they can uh, go about all of this on their own, and maybe Ukraine will be forced to use land and river routes. We talked last week about the uh, the glut of, of Ukrainian grain that's building up in Eastern Europe because they can't ship it all out of their ports. So lots of messy stuff going on here. I just don't know that the market cares a whole lot. This week's U.S. weather appears to be improving, at least in regard to planting conditions. The majority of the Corn Belt is going to be mostly dry. So if you guys look at my screen here, this is like green stuff. This is going to be nothing up to maybe a tenth of an inch of rain. So a lot of the Corn Belt is going to be dry. I know there's already corn planting going on in Illinois and you know Kentucky and Tennessee and places like that. If you guys are planting corn this week, uh, if you're planning on it this week, drop me a comment in the uh, YouTube video here. There could be a little bit more precipitation in, uh, say, northwest Iowa, Minnesota, maybe parts of Wisconsin, a little bit further out west. Um, so I'm not sure what the situation will be there. When you look at temperatures, we're going to be warmer this week. This is expected maximum temperatures on my screen uh, for tomorrow. So you're talking 60s, 70s for most of the Corn Belt, except for like northern Minnesota and the Dakotas, where um, in some of these areas you'll only see peaks in maybe the mid-40s. But that's probably still enough to uh, cause some of this snow to melt, and some of it's already melted. You still got a lot of snowpack, though, in North Dakota in particular, and uh, it's going to be kind of a messy meltdown. If you guys are still thinking, and prevent plant uh, in those areas. I've heard a lot of varying reports. Uh, drop me a comment in the uh, YouTube uh, section here. I'd love to uh, see what you guys think. We've got a crop report tomorrow. This is the monthly crop production and WASD report. It will be out tomorrow morning, uh, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Traders will be on the lookout to changes on the demand side of the U.S. grain balance sheets. So maybe they adjust some of the export stuff, maybe feed and residual. Uh, we did have those lighter than expected uh, uh quarterly grain stocks for corn and soybeans so you may see that reflected i think that the uh, south american production numbers will be watched pretty closely this argent these both of these argentina numbers the corn number and the uh, soybean number they've got to come down it's just by a question of by how much i don't know that anything in regard to south america is, is really going to surprise the trade at this point uh, everybody knows that our that usda is too high with their soybean number for argentina they're too high with their corn number they've got to come down maybe they slow play it maybe they don't but i just i don't see that as being a shocker to tomorrow morning. Uh, remember, we don't see our first look at the new crop balance sheets until next month. So this April report, kind of a placeholder uh, to some extent. U.S. corn export sales improved last week, uh, about 49 million bushels in the week ending March 30th. That was up 20% on the week, uh, not bad print at all. Flash sales to China accounted for a good chunk of this, about 25 million bushels. Um, soybean sales were not good. I think this may be part of the reason the bean market was soft late last week, only 155,000. We're not supposed to be selling a ton of beans this time of year. This is really Brazil's time to shine, but uh, 155 is not very good. Wheat sales were up at 194,000, but that's still uh, not very good at all. Large money managers are again net long the corn market. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders uh, report uh, data on Friday. During the week ending April 4th, funds were net buyers of 38,000 contracts of corn, 47,000 contracts of soybeans, and 3,000 contracts of SRW wheat. So you've now got funds back to a modest net long in uh, the corn market, about 25,000. Uh, soybeans, you're back to a, this is still a large net long, 145,000. SRW wheat net short, about 90,000. Uh, that's a, a pretty large uh, net short position in the SRW wheat market. Cattle market was very strong last week. Cash cattle traded one. 170 up to 178, 177 to 178 trade no, uh, noted in the uh, 
in the West. So a very, very strong market there. Outside markets here on Monday morning, US dollars about flat, stock markets up just marginally. The S&P's up two, the Dow Jones up 30. Uh, gold's down nine bucks. Crude oil is up 11 cents at 80.81 in the May WTI. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you Tuesday.